fight for me When I don't know what I believe Why does everybody leave? Show me what it's like to dream Hey, go! Man, I love our worship team. They come through with such anointing and, and the presence of God just fills the room. And I love when they sing. I'm like, wow, we have such a blessed worship team. Amen. And uh, right now we're going to go into a moment of uh, giving. See, this church is not built on the talent of talents of a few, but on the sacrifices of many. This church was really birthed out of a passion to see GTA transform for Jesus. We saw so many bad news and depression and, and, and suicidal statistics and broken homes and poverty and homelessness. And, and God put it on our hearts to plant this church. And this church is only just about a year and a half old. And within this time, over 250 people gave their lives to Jesus or got rededicated. And we were able to do local missions and international missions. Last year during uh, the, the, the peak of COVID, we were able to feed hundreds of families for over a week and, and many drives, shelter drives and things like that. And that's only possible through your sacrificial giving. See, we can talk about how much we should give, but I wanna ask you right now, ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what should I invest? into Next Level Church. Next Level Church is good soil. And, and, and when you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. When you sow generously, you will reap generously. And so Jesus, he, he asks us, where is our heart? Because where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. So we gotta find out, how do we spend our money? Because how we spend our money demonstrate or proves where our priorities are. So to me, it doesn't make any difference whether you give to this church or not, but I want you to be blessed. And when you invest into this church, you get a tax receipt. But other than that, you can enter. When you sow into the kingdom of God, when you sow into the local church, you, you will receive rewards. You will enter into prosperity. And I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm talking about prosperity. The definition of prosperity is making it easy. God wants to make it easy. God wants to prosper you. Amen. So he saved your soul and he's given you a beautiful church. Why don't you partner with us so that together we can do some outstanding things in the summertime in the fall and we have so many plans that we want to do and we can do it together with you so there's no obligation if you're watching us for the first time we're just glad you're here 
But those of you that call Next Level Home, let's join hands together and let's invest into the kingdom of God. As you give, as the, the ways to give come up, and the easiest one is give at nextlevelgta.com. Give at nextlevelgta.com. You can eat transfer. But let me pray a prayer of blessing over you right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I give my sons and daughters and brothers and sisters uh, in Christ into your loving hands. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will put it on their heart what it is they should invest into Next Level Church. God, I thank you for, for bringing Next Level Church into reality and all the amazing things we've seen since the time we decided to plant this church. We thank you for the wonderful stories of lives that, that were changed and, and the blessings and the testimonies. We thank you, God. And I pray right now, God, that the enemy will not have a, a stronghold in our finances. Lord, we thank you because you promise us that as we bring the tithe to the storehouse, that you will destroy the devourer. And so, Father, we trust your word. Whether we, we give 10% or not. And the truth is, the government takes without asking. And sometimes we overanalyze what we're giving to God. So, Father, we repent if there are ways we were selfish. But God, I pray right now that Holy Spirit, that you will reveal to every single one what they should invest. And God, I thank you that you called us not to be the tail, but to be the head. And not to be borrowers, but to be lenders. And you've called us to rule and reign. So Father, we thank you for teaching us about sowing and reaping and the principles and the spiritual laws of sowing and reaping. So Father, we just I just give every single person that is struggling in debt, uh, maybe there were bad financial decisions, whatever it is, Lord, as they faithfully sow into your kingdom, Lord, I pray that they will be miracles, financial miracles. Lord, the miracles you've done for me, do more for the people that are watching today, God. Let there be financial breakthroughs and not only prospering financially, but in every way, in their health, in their marriage, in their homes, in their future, in their children, let them prosper. Because God, your yoke is not heavy or burdensome, but it's light. We take on your yoke, Lord Jesus. In your awesome name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Woo! Come on now. Give an air high five to the person next to you. We're going to go into the word. Yeah! Trajectory. Here we go. changing it up a little bit for today man I am so excited see Christmas is good New Year is good okay Easter Resurrection Sunday awesome but Pentecost is epic and I want to share with you why this is such an important day but before we begin let's pray together and let's get into the Word of God okay father in the mighty name of Jesus we come before you 
We humble ourselves. Father, give us revelation, understanding. Holy Spirit, open our spiritual eyes and our ears. And Father, I pray that this message will transform lives with your truth, God. We thank you because your word will not return void. We trust you. Speak to us, God, because you only know what each and every one of us is going through. And so, Father, we completely submit ourselves to you. We give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, Pentecost 2021. Yeah. Well, it's always an honor to be with you. And we're continuing our series on trajectory. And Pentecost is an epic day where the trajectory of mankind was changed forever. And so in a few minutes after our online worship experience, we're going to go on Zoom and we want you to join with us. We're going to take communion. We would love for you to be there with us. The details will come up. It's in the chat later on. But uh, let me just set the scene here. All right. So in the Old Testament, we see the story of the Israelites. They were held in captivity in Egypt. And so the ruler of Egypt is Pharaoh. God chooses a man who stutters. Uh, when he talks, it's like he's beatboxing man called Mo, Moses. And uh, Pastor M did a wonderful preaching on that just a couple of weeks ago. And so God appoints Moses to go talk to Pharaoh and to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But this Pharaoh, he was such a stubborn guy, stubborn ruler. He didn't want to let the Israelites who were in captivity under him, he didn't want to let them go. And so he was, his heart was hardened. And so God sends 10 plagues. And after the 10 plagues, after he suffers through them and sees devastation, Pharaoh is like, bro, Moses, take your people, take whatever you want and get out of here. And so we see that during the time of the plagues, just before the final 10th plague, God commands Moses to tell all the Israelites to cover their doorposts with the blood of a lamb. So when God sends the angel of death, the angel of death would pass over the homes that were covered with this blood of a lamb. And so that terrible plague of the firstborns dying, that terrible plague wouldn't touch the homes that were covered by the blood of a lamb. Because someone died in that house. And the angel of death didn't know who, but the criteria was met. Someone paid the bill in full. It's like you go to the buffet, you eat all you can. You're like, man, I got no money. I got to go wash some dishes. And some of us have gone and gotten into uh, probably more serious sins and wrongdoings and evil things we've done. But then God sent us a savior to pay our sin debt in full. Somebody paid, and that somebody's name is Jesus. Amen. Put a drop a name in the chat right now. Somebody met the criteria. See, the Old Testament sacrificial law says if you sin, then a sacrifice has to be given. And we see that once a year in the Old Testament, there, there's the sacrificial system. And it's called the Day of Atonement. There's a day once a year. And on this Day of Atonement, the priest would go in to offer sacrifices to God. And these sacrifices are for the sins of the people. So on behalf of the people, 
the priests would go in one day a year on this day of atonement to offer sacrifice uh, to God. And what would happen is that this priest garment would be, uh, bells would be sewn onto it and a rope would be tied around him so that in case if God doesn't receive his sacrifice, if God doesn't accept his sacrifice and strikes this priest dead, then they can pull him out. When the bell stop ringing, they'll know the priest is dead. So they will start pulling him, reeling him out, pulling out this dead body. But uh, if the priest was able to offer the sacrifice in the tabernacle, then for another 365 days, they could live peacefully because their sins are forgiven. The New Testament, it begins with the birth of Jesus and God sent his only son to pay for our sins once and for all. Man, isn't that amazing? And when you accept Jesus, you get saved, you receive salvation. So you don't have to get, you don't have to get saved every week. You get saved because Jesus paid for your fr for your fries, for your for the for your sin price, sin penalty once and for all. So when you receive Him and you get saved, you are saved. And then He gives us the Holy Spirit, and that's who who we're going to focus on today: the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, three in one. Just like you have roles, you know, I'm a dad. I am a, I am a son and I am a pastor. I have three roles, but I am one. In that same way, God is three person in one and we call the Trinity. And I, I want to put an emphasis on the Holy Spirit because of the day of Pentecost, something amazing happened. And so Jesus is born as the, uh, as a, uh, Jesus is born into a human form and he becomes the perfect sacrifice for us. We got to understand the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament. Jesus fulfills the law. Jesus is the perfect Lamb of God. Amen. Jesus was persecuted. Jesus was wounded. He was beaten. His innocent blood was shed for all mankind for our transgression. In Isaiah 53.5 we read, But he was wounded for the wrong we did. He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which made us well was given to him. And we are healed because of his wounds. And, and traditionally we know when we're praying, we say by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. So Jesus paid the ultimate price once and for all. We all have messed up. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. But if we would surrender ourselves to God, if we would submit to God. See, many times in worship, like I said earlier, we come into worship like this. Make me worship. No, God is looking for people to surrender. God is a gentle God. God respects our free will. And so you can freely receive His forgiveness. And not only receive His forgiveness, but then you can turn around and forgive others. Just as freely you've been forgiven, you can forgive others and that's a beautiful thing when there's reconciliation when there's unity there's power and we're going to see that what happens in acts chapter 2 if we let jesus come into our hearts in other words now we're the tabernacle when god sees you he doesn't see your sins once you repent and accept jesus but he sees the blood of jesus covering you hallelujah 
When God sees you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. It's a beautiful gift God has for you. If you haven't received it today, I want to invite you to welcome Jesus into your heart. It's all about the blood of Jesus because there's power in the blood of Jesus. You can plead the blood of, blood of Jesus over your family, over your life, in your travels, when you're sleeping. You don't have to be worried or afraid of anything because there's power in the blood. Say it in the chat right now. There's power in the blood. Therefore, sickness cannot hold you down. Fear cannot hold you down. Pain cannot hold you down. Demonic forces cannot hold you down. down. Even death cannot hold you down. The blood of Jesus is triumphant, amen? There's power in the blood. Turn to your neighbor and tell and declare, there's power in the blood of Jesus. After Jesus was crucified, he died, but he rose again in power on the third day. And he reappeared uh, for 40 days. He reappeared for 40 days, proving that he is God. God used even those who were against Jesus to bring forth God's plan. Now, I don't know how many enemies you got or how many aunties backbiting you or, or, or uncle talking bad about you or friends who backstabbed you. It doesn't matter. God can even use those who are against you for you. God can turn everything around. He can even use your enemies to your benefit. And so we, we see that God uses even your enemies as tools. You might curse them and say they're a tool or a dipstick or whatnot. Not lipstick, but dipstick. That's like, I guess, a British insult word. But God can even use your enemies as a tool to bring you to your purpose, to bring you to your next level. So we should really thank our enemies. We should really thank those who backstabbed us and who walked away from us because they pushed us into our destiny. Because through that pain, it was actually a blessing because they brought you closer to Jesus. Amen? So when, when they started criticizing me, I got closer to Jesus. When they started attacking me, my prayer life got on fire. When they started falsely accusing me, man, I went on my knees, I fasted and prayed. When they, you know, whenever I went through that deep, dark valley, my intimacy with Jesus increased. And I'm sure you can say that too, for those of you who've been walking with Jesus. What they meant for evil, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for your good. Amen? That intensity that you went through, your prayer life got on fire. You received power that is not of yours, but from heaven, from the Lord Jesus Christ, His power, the Holy Spirit. When you went through that heartbreak, that disappointment, when you went through that, that, that hope that you had, but then you felt like that hope was broken, when you went through those disasters, yeah, it's true, you were hurting. But what the, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good, and now you have a closer walk with Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. Jesus went through pain because he had to fulfill a purpose, a divine purpose for you and I. Your pain has purpose. God is bringing his plan into action through those who caused you pain. God is bringing it into reality if you would surrender to him because all things work together for good to those that love God. 
You know, you and I are one body. We may be from different nationalities, different location, different backgrounds, languages, but we're, we're one body. We're one body in Christ. And God meant us to be united together. We are better together. It's not a saying. We truly stand in that, in that truth. We believe it. Because Jesus needs you to cooperate. Jesus needs you to co collaborate with your brothers and sisters. And not just with Him alone. You're not an island. But God wants you to collaborate. To be a united community. No matter our differences. Because when there's unity, there's power. And we're going to see that in just a minute. Even genders. It, does, it doesn't matter. Ladies don't have to sit over there. Man, we can be together. Brothers and sisters. And, and support one another. Encourage and celebrate one another. You and I are one body in Christ. We need each other no matter what our life journey has been. We need each other to fulfill our purpose in life. We cannot do it alone. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life alone. See, look at it this way. You sing a song, same, same song, but in different keys. Okay, you get like a bunch of singers and you sing the same song in different keys and see what happens. It's going to sound like a nightmare. Sing the same song in the same key. Everybody unison. Sounds okay. But if you get a bunch of singers like our next level singers, worshipers, and they sing in harmonies, oh man, one sings in one, one sings in three, one sings in five, and together they create this beautiful harmony. It's so sweet to, to listen. In other words, the, they enter into the full potential of that song. It's a glorious moment when there is harmony. And same thing happens with that relationship. The enemy comes to divide us, to, to, to bring division. But God wants us to be united. To be in one heart, in one accord. Because that's where His glory and His power is. In one accord, unified in accord. We don't need to agree on everything to have unity. We don't need to agree on everything to, to get along and to be friends. Every single human being is created equal because we are created in God's image. We are all beautiful and valuable. Amen? God's desire is that none should perish. But too often it's too easy to take matters into your own hands. We, we try to fight the flesh Fight the temptation with the flesh. We fight flesh with the flesh. But God has given us something greater, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that, that, that He will give us an, another helper. Grab your Bible. And, and, and I'm really stuck in Acts chapter 1, chapter one verse 8. Sorry, I'm really trying to speak really fast. Uh, and uh, maybe a little, little bit of Moses beatboxing. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What did Jesus say? Hey, I'm not leaving you orphans. I'm going to give you another helper. And you will receive what? Power. You will receive power. Power, wonder-working power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness everywhere to the ends of the earth. Jesus is clear. The Holy Spirit is not an option. Holy Spirit is not your weird uncle. Holy Spirit is the power of God, the active power power of God that is available to you right now. So, on the 50th day uh, after the resurrection, after Jesus was crucified, and uh, after the 50th day, what happens is that the Holy Spirit 
is released like a strong wind, like thundering sound. Let's read that together. Acts chapter 2. All right, from verse 1. Here we go. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Man, yeah, they were hurting. They were sad. They were like confused. They're like, what's going on? Where's Jesus? But you know what they did? They got together. So we may not be able to meet together in person right now, but the next best, best thing is meeting together online. And I'm so glad that you tuned in because you are important. God is doing something in your life and you just by tuning in and being available to God and hearing God's word, God is doing something in your life and he's moving you forward to your purpose. Amen. Maybe nobody told you, maybe you were dropped on your head when you were born, but I'm here to tell you that your life has value and purpose in Jesus name. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, what? Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. See, they were gathered together. Maybe in a little bit of a hope, a little bit of expectation, let's just comfort each other, strengthen each other. Let's talk about Jesus and what he said and this Holy Spirit that he talked about. And then, bam! Suddenly, a mighty wind, a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house they, where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues, in other languages, as the Spirit gave them this ability. Man, so beautiful. So powerful. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking, man, nothing is going on in my life. I'm, I'm praying. I'm waiting. Don't give up. God, is, God will show up. God will make himself strong through your life. He will reveal himself in your life. Don't give up. Don't turn back. Today can be the day where God propels you in your trajectory, where that divine force, that divine direction propels you. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the power of God. And so we see that on the 50th day from Jesus' crucifixion, the day of Pentecost. This is revival. When believers are gathered together, there's revival. There's unity. Unity leads to revival. The power of God showed up. Not just having cute church. Oh, we feel good. We had church and we worship. No. When there's unity, that leads to power. When there's love, when there's truth, joined with unity, that leads to to, to revival, a genuine love, to love, to, to protect one another, to care for one another, not to be judgmental and cause drama. No, to be there in one accord, in one heart. When you hurt, I hurt. When you're joyful, I'm joyful. When you are celebrating, I'm celebrating. Let's change the world together. Let's bring unity. Let's do something meaningful. And if you're just just not involved in church and just sitting around and just observing, I want to personally invite you. Like you can go on our website and send a message and, and we will respond to you. Most likely I will send you a message if you reach out to us. Because I'm not special or anything like that. But I'm just saying we personally want to invite you. If you've tuned in and you're watching this online worship experience, you matter to God and you matter to our church community. We are a family for your, for your family. Our church is a family for your family. And so th that's what Jesus came to do. And he wants to continue to do to, to do that through you and through me, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came on people, but in the New Testament, because of Jesus, now the Holy Spirit is not just on us, but He's in us. 
he can live in us. That's, that's so amazing. This Pentecost, this day, Jesus made a way for us so that we can walk in his power, in the Holy Spirit power. The Holy Spirit can live inside of us. You cannot live this life on your own. You cannot just pray cute prayers and hope and put, put duct tape. Prayer and duct tape is not going to fix anything. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to live your life in the, in the correct trajectory. Because we can go in the trajectory in the wrong direction. But God called us to go in His divine direction. In His divine trajectory. And that's only possible when you're listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me. I'm not equipped. Man, I've sat in boardrooms with lawyers and, and people who are out of my pay grade. And, and, and I'd be like, Holy Spirit, I feel so awkward. I'm, I feel, I'm, just give me something. And then I'll just start up a conversation. It's out of my comfort zone. But when I step out in faith, trusting in the Holy Spirit, He will give you something that will just shift the direction. And to the point that this lawyer that I was talking to, uh, it's opened up and started talking about his struggles at home. And I'm like, oh Lord, what did I just do? But then I was able to speak hope. And so God wants to minister through you because the Holy Spirit is in you, for you, and through you for others. Hallelujah. This is revival. Being consistent with Jesus, man. Can I be real with you? Like we, you get connected to church, you serve at church. But no one really tells you how difficult it is to get into the book of God. Into this living word. Isn't it? Oh, nobody tells you that how difficult it's going to be to be disciplined to read the word of God. Because there's power here. Once you get the power of God into you, then you'll move in such amazing ways. Because God is guiding your steps. The, the footsteps of a righteous man are ordained by God. Yeah, I got the Bible. Man, it's so hard to read. How many of you would say that, man? Oh yeah, I listen to podcasts. I listen. Hey, listen to our podcast. Be connected to what God is doing in this church. Just go for it. But reading your Bible, when was the last time you read your Bible? I want to give you a quick tip that I learned from Rick Warren. He said, leave your Bible open. On your nightstand, leave it open. Pick a book from the New Testament and just leave it open. Don't close your Bible ever. First thing when you wake up, open it, read it until something ignites your heart. And then the last thing before you put your head to the pillow to, to sleep, read something until your heart catches on fire. See, there's so much depression and mental uh, instability and illness and stress and anxiety. Take the word of God. Be intentional and allow the Holy Spirit to bring the word of God alive in you. Can I get an amen? Walking consistently in the love of Jesus that's real revival. Not standing on a, on a pulpit, on a platform and screaming your, your head off. No. Running after God for decades. That's real revival. Being, being a loving example in your home. That's real revival. And you can only do that by the power of the Holy Spirit working and transforming you. Hallelujah. Even fighting against racism with the royal law. Only the Holy Spirit can help you love people that are different than you. That's real godly revival. Not fighting evil with evil, but defeating evil with good. If you haven't experienced the power or the comfort of the Holy Spirit, you can make a decision today. And I want to pray uh, in just a minute. And, and I want you to welcome the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. Because once you receive the Holy Spirit, and once you allow the Holy Spirit to, 
to direct your path, your trajectory will change. The trajectory of your life will be changed. So today, you may find yourself going in the wrong direction, but it's not too late. You're still alive. You, you still have a purpose in this world. And, and you cannot overcome your temptation and your, uh, and your struggles. You cannot fight flesh with flesh. That is impossible. Today, you can make the divine exchange. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is the friend of sinners. And so, I want to ask you right now, before I close, that if you're a Christian, and, and maybe you never experienced the Holy Spirit, I want you to just put your hand on your heart, and I want to pray. See, you got to give permission. So you can pray out loud if you can, but pray from your heart, and agree with me, and, and repeat after me if you can. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I know that you are God. I believe that you are God. I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that you rose again on the third day with power. Lord Jesus, I surrender. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I really want to see the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't want to be a weak Christian. I don't want to be just a babbling Christian. But I want to be moved by your love to action. So Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me, God. with, with, with Give me that Holy Spirit baptism. Yes, God, fill me up, empower me, make me more like Jesus. Help me to come closer to Jesus and give me a new, fresh hunger for your word. Yes, God, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Maybe some of you prayed that prayer for the first time. And if that's you, if you welcome Jesus for the first time, there's a button that'll pop up that'll say, raise a hand, click that. Fill out a connect card. We want to help you on this journey to grow closer to Jesus. But those of you who prayed for the infilling of the Holy Spirit and for the Holy Spirit to move, take action. And we're gonna have communion in just a minute on Zoom. And so I welcome you to join us there. Listen, Zoom is very relaxed. Uh, you can just come as you are. You don't have to dress up. I'll be there. My wife, Pastor Em, will be there. And probably our kids will be there. Just come on community we are all longing for community and you come on there and if and and turn on your camera if you can because it's relational we cannot see each other in person but if you join there and we can do life relationally until we can meet again let's go into a moment of worship and really surrender ourselves to god and what god spoke during this time
Church, it was an honor to worship with you today and to hear the Word of God together. Jump on Zoom. We're going to have communion. So just go grab something that represents crackers and something that represents juice and click on the link and we will see you on Zoom.